At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S. O-N-A-I-R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll be joined by Jason Weingarten as we'll talk Major League Baseball, get into some future plays as well. The Wide World of Weingarten podcast has incredible information that you must listen to. A couple of, uh, you know, things that were announced here on Monday. We got the Monday night doubleheader that was announced here. Uh, I believe it's week two we have a Monday night football doubleheader in the NFL. It's going to be the Bills against the Titans. That is on September 19th. And uh, then you will have um, the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Minnesota Vikings later that night. The first time that those two teams are playing since 2019. The NFL schedule release is coming out on Thursday. So on Thursday night, we'll do more with uh, the NFL schedule and some of the things that, you know, we can we can get from, uh, from that. But what we do know is um, we got some lines out for some of these games. Uh, the Titans and the Bills right now, Bills are a seven-point favorite over the Titans, and the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings. That is uh, games that we have here. And there's a couple other games that we already have lines on. Uh, Thursday, September 15th, Chargers-Chiefs with the Chiefs as a three-point favorite. Let's see. Uh, Giants-Packers Sunday, October 9th. Packers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Sunday, the 30th, Jaguars-Broncos. Broncos, six-and-a-half. Sunday, November 13th, the Bucks nine-point favorites over the Seahawks. And then Monday, November 21st, uh, the 49ers, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals. So a couple of uh, you know games that have already been uh, floated out there and the lines on those games. Obviously, the schedule will be released on Thursday, and we're going to start to get some lines uh, on week one games we can kind of uh, dive into and check those out. Um NBA playoff action resumed here. It's every day, every night. That's it. Not taking any more breaks. It's not like last week where we had the crazy schedule. This is just going to be every night now uh, that we're getting the NBA once the until these series come to a close. Uh, your updated series prices as of where we stand right now. 
in the Eastern Conference. You have the Celtics and Bucks are tied at two games apiece, as are the 76ers and the Heat. So naturally, the home teams are favored. The Miami Heat, minus 150 over the 76ers. The Celtics, minus 200 over the Milwaukee Bucks. So obviously, the book and the market is impressed with what Joel Embiid has brought to the 76ers in games two and three. Uh, The line for game five, uh, excuse me, game three and four, the line for game five coming up here on Tuesday night is the Heat minus three, which is really basically just the home court. As we've seen the home teams really excel here in the NBA playoffs, and uh, here's the updated numbers, the NBA, uh, excuse me, NBA favorites this round, twelve and four straight up, but only nine and seven ATS overall in the playoffs. Uh, Forty-two and seventeen straight up, thirty-five and twenty-four against the spread. Home teams are thirteen and three straight up, and twelve and four ATS in this round of the playoffs. Home teams lead 37-22 straight up, but only 30-29 and 29 against the spread. So the home teams, especially in this round, are doing really well. And I think it's fair to say home court is worth three, the full three points now. And so what the line is telling you is that the Heat and Sixers are equal. Equal on a neutral floor, and if the game was in Philadelphia, then the Sixers would be three-point favorites, as it stands right now. The Sixers were a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in game four. The Sixers were a one-point favorite in game three. So there has been a little bit of market adjustment based on what we have seen. Uh, The Heat were seven-and-a-half-point favorites in game one without Joel Embiid, and eight-point, same same thing, seven-and-a-half, eight-point favorites in game two um, without Joel Embiid. So the market has kind of moved, you could say, in favor of the 76ers because that's what it would be. It would be... If it's three points in Miami, it's zero on neutral and three points for the Sixers. Well, if the Sixers were only a point favorite and then they were two and a half point favorites, well, then this spread should actually be Miami minus four, Miami three and a half at the very least. So there's definitely been a slight adjustment uh, just because of the way that the Sixers have looked with Joel Embiid in these last two games. Total is 209 and a half and that is a little bit of an adjustment the game um four the total was 208 and a half and it went over easily game three was at 210 and it went under easily game two was at 208 and it flies over and game one was at let's see 208 and a half, and that one goes, flies under. 
So over-unders have kind of split. We went under, over, under, over. If you're going with that zigzag, then I guess it would be under in this game. As for the other series, uh, the other game that we'll see here on Tuesday night, Suns are a six-point favorite over the Mavericks. And for any adjustment, well, in game one in Phoenix, the Suns were a six-point favorite. So no adjustment at all. Game two was the same thing. Six-point favorite. There's been no adjustment off of what we basically had in games one and two. In game four, the Suns were a three-point favorite, which is exactly where the line is right now. So if you're just going off no market adjustment and what we've seen, I think, in these last two games is that Dallas, especially defensively, is really capable of contending with the Suns. And Phoenix looks pretty vulnerable right now. Yeah, they look great in the first two games of the series, but there's been a change. There's been adjustments that have been made. And while the adjustments have been made by Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks, there's been no adjustment in the market, no adjustment by the books here because they're hanging the same line for this game that we had for games one and two. And I think this is a different series now. Yeah, you can say, look, home teams have been great, and in this round especially, so we're going to back the home teams, the Suns. They look, you know, look, they dominated in games one and two, right? I just don't think that's the case here because I think we've seen a change in Dallas especially defensively over the past two games where they only allowed Phoenix to score 94 points in game three and 101 points in game four. And Luka is not doing it all himself. He's getting contributions from other players in games one and two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Luca had to dominate. No one else was contributing, and defensively, they couldn't stop anything. So there has been an offensive adjustment and a defensive adjustment for the Dallas Mavericks. And it's hard not to like them here catching the six points because of no adjustment. Had this line moved and opened up at Suns minus five, Suns minus four and a half, I might think differently. 
I really might, because then I'd be thinking about, hmm, is, is it an overreaction? You know, should this spread be more closer to what it was for games one and two, which is the six that we have now? But seeing it lined like this with no reaction whatsoever kind of leans me towards the Dallas Mavericks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Jason Weingarten. We'll talk some Major League Baseball, talk some futures bets, uh, go through maybe the board here for Tuesday. Uh, it was an, a very interesting uh, Monday. i tell you that much, especially with the White Sox blowing their lead in the uh, ninth inning, uh, allowing six runs in the top of the ninth inning and then losing in the 11th inning, 12-9, to nine, just a crushing loss for the White Sox. And uh, some, you know, Nestor Cortez takes a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Uh, the Dodgers lose to the Pirates. The Reds win and continue their overrun. They are a great over team this season. So there's so much baseball to get into. Uh, we are going to talk about it all with Jason Weingarten coming up next. Don't forget the Wide World of Weingarten podcast available on vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. And you follow our next guest on Twitter at Spreadopedia. He is the host of the wide world of Wine Garden and the King of Futures. Here at VEASAN, he is Jason Weingarten. Jason, uh, thanks so much for giving me a couple of minutes here. I had to start off this conversation about the American League most valuable player. I know you are heavily invested in Shohei Otani. Seeing his odds now drop to 3-1, to one, it's got to put a smile on your face right now. The question that I have, though, is, is there a fear that the novelty has worn off with Otani? No, absolutely not. Uh, Superbook Westgate's actually moved him to three to two. Actually, okay, wow. <laughs> but no, uh, the the novelty is not worn off, and in fact, I would say the opposite. Since this is a voting award, we already know that you know last year he was the unanimous MVP. Uh, this year, I don't see any reason why the voting you know would change. You know, we already we already know you know, the outcome based on last season, he was mm -hmm. unanimous. What's, what's going to change this year as, as of now, you know, health being the consideration. Yeah. I guess the point that I'm trying to get at is, you know, if he's going to pitch well enough to be an all-star as a pitcher and hit well enough to be an all-star as a hitter, shouldn't this guy be the most valuable player in baseball every single season? Absolutely. He should, because <laughs> he hits, he, you know, and that was my argument at the beginning of the year when I bet this initially is as long as he does what he keeps doing, 
he wins this award every year because there's no other player that could match him or come close. Oh yeah, and so I guess the me saying is the novelty worn off is that maybe I'm worried that voters might have that idea that you know like oh well this guy could be voted the MVP every single season so let's give it to somebody else but you know, listen stats are stats and values value and you can't ignore what he is doing and what he will continue to do throughout his run here. Did you see the Jeff Passan tweet on Monday about Byron Buxton? Uh, which one? About 41 home runs in his last 110 games or something? That, or that, something that si- since 2019, the Twins are 124 and 73 with a plus 233 run differential when Byron Buxton plays. And in the 203 games that he hasn't played, they're 94 and 109, minus 97 in the differential. And in his last 162 games, Buxton has an 8.4 war. He's at eleven. He's at eleven to one right now to win the AL MVP. I did see the war. The war tweet. Now that you mention it, I don't. I don't hate Buxton. I think he's definitely. Net, he's right there with the next sort of tier of of contenders. Uh, you know, Vlad, Mike Trout, Wander Franco, Aaron Judge being the main other guys. But it's just the the difference is that he doesn't go out and pitch once a week like Otani. <laughs> um, if Otani is not in the conversation, Buxton is absolutely live for MVP. Yeah. Um, I, I've had this conversation with several people. Uh, and it's not that I don't like Byron Buxton. I absolutely think Byron Buxton is incredibly talented. It's just he's not Shohei Otani. <laughs> no, no one really is. Uh, going over to the National League. Is there anybody that intrigues you that you've seen some movement in their odds, maybe climbing up the board? You know, Mookie Betts is still 25 to one. I think that price is way too high on Mookie Betts. I, I love Manny Machado. He was one of my picks before the season. So um, I'm, I'm very happy seeing him move to the, the favorite position and the top of the leaderboard. But uh, Mookie Betts, his numbers are, uh, very good, especially if you throw out his first week or so of the season, and he's twenty-five to one. I think, I think that number is way too high. I, I bet some Mookie bets this week. It's crazy. You and I talked about Manny Machado before the season because the idea was if if Tatis was going to be out for an extended period of time, and the Padres were going to continue to win, it was going to be because the guy that plays third base is going to get off to a good start. And so he definitely posed value at the beginning of the season, and now he is your odds-on favorite in the National League. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with uh, with Machado so far this season. You know, he's, he's still only 28. It's uh, it's kind of like we – sometimes we overlook him in terms of, you know, how, how good he was and where where his name used to be on the top of lists, uh, you know, last couple seasons. So I'm, I'm a big Machado fan. Nestor Cortez, Jason, is still at 35-1 to to win the American League Cy Young. The dude takes a no-hitter into the eighth inning today for the Yankees. Hard to argue with a a number of guys who have been better than Nestor Cortez this season for the Yankees. You know, it's it's tough when you get a situation like a Nestor Cortez where he's competing against multiple of his own teammates, a Severino a Garrett Cole it reminds me of like Eric Lauer this year in the national league. He's, he's a very good pitcher, but 
Um, you know, any conversation, he's going to have to beat Corbin Burns and, and Brandon Woodruff, his own teammates. Uh, Cortez is probably going to make the all-star team, but I, I don't know. I don't think 35 to one is, is a good enough number to play him, especially when you think of the top five or six or seven guys in the AL Cy Young field. It's such a stacked field. It's, you know, Verlander, Cole, Bieber, Otani. Uh, it just keeps going. Gosman. Mm-hmm. Such a such a deep. Uh, it's actually one of the things I'm writing about tomorrow. But it's such a deep pool of of top tier talent in the AL Cy market. I don't see it in the NL. It's it's a very top heavy market with guys like Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, Kershaw's climbed up there. Carlos Rodon's had a nice season for the Giants. Tyler McGill for the Mets, or as I like to call him, Sylor McGill, is still at 30-1, to and this dude has gotten off to an incredible start. The only reason why his numbers even look like they do at 2-4-3 ERA is because I I hate the inherited runners. Like, you know, if if a bullpen guy comes in and completely, you know, poops the bed, uh, I, I don't agree that those runs should be charged to the starting pitcher. But anyway, that's what happened in his last start. Uh, that's the only reason why he gave up three runs in his last start because he left the game with the no runs allowed, uh, and he winds up giving up three. But what about his outlook, and, and how impressed have you been with his start to this season? I've been impressed with everything surrounding the Mets and their start of the season. Uh, their entire pitching staff has uh, has done incredible so far, and their uh, their analytics department, I heard they're up past 40 people. So they've they've invested a lot of money in – you know, putting the right people in in the right positions to to get things done in New York. So it's it's impressive to watch. But again, the problem with McGill is he's got Max Scherzer in front of him, who's one of the top the top contenders. And then there's Chris Bassett too, who's you know putting up pretty extraordinary numbers. I I, I don't have a whole list in front of me, but he's uh, he's doing you know, pretty, pretty well in New York himself. And then there's Jacob Degrom, who his season hasn't even started. And he's a guy that's still bad at a hundred to one. I think, you know, even in a crowded field, he can come up and immediately shoot up to the top, top of this list. As far as rookie of the year goes, uh, George Kirby makes his Seattle debut and the dude pitches a gem. And all of a sudden now he's 20 to one to win the American league rookie of the year. And he's like the seventh favorite behind the whole bunch of players. What do you make of this market? I'd pump the brakes on Kirby. I like Kirby a lot. Again, uh, similar situation. Not only does he have to beat everybody in the field, but he has to beat his own teammate, Julio Rodriguez, who's currently a uh, three to one favorite at Westgate. Now uh, Julio Rodriguez has nine stolen bases, you know, uh, and a home run in his first 23 games. He's batting, batting third in the lineup today. He had three hits tonight. Uh, he had a hundred, uh, sorry, he had a 350 plus uh, foot home run and a 30, 30 plus foot uh, per second sprint speed in the same game. He's an elite player. His numbers are up after you throw out the first, you know, 10 games or whatever. His, you know, he's batting 333 the last two weeks or whatever. Every everything's trending up for Julio Rodriguez. I think Kirby is an elite arm. And I was actually surprised they they aggressively promoted him as quickly as they did, but I I don't necessarily see him winning the uh, the rookie of the year, and I especially don't want to bet him at a short number. He was 150 to one on Saturday morning, so uh, <laughs> it's wild. 
Uh, and then, uh, real quick, we got about 30 seconds left. Is there a name in the National League that uh, is starting to pique your interest? Well, I've been on Max Meyer for a while. You've yep. seen his numbers drop. His his promotion is eminent. A uh, similar guy who's still got some big numbers out there is Dodgers starting starting pitcher Ryan Pepeiot. I actually don't know how to say his last name, uh, but he's being called up this week. He should start on Wednesday, and he was as high as 100 to one today. I saw 180. Wow. Um, it looks like it's dropped a little bit, but he's Dodgers starting pitcher. Dodgers play every day for the next month, so he should get a couple starts in the row. Well, Jason, we will, we will be listening to the wide world of Wine Garden to get more of this incredible information. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free fantasy hoops contests and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash Edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. My thanks to Jason Weingarten, who joined us last segment. Uh, catch the wide world of Weingarten podcast, vcin.com slash podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Uh, some great information. He's going to win that Julio Rodriguez Rookie of the Year bet. And he's been on that since way before the season started. So, uh, you know, during the lockout, he's talking about Julio Rodriguez. So, um, good job by Jason, and uh, he's off to a tremendous start this season. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Tuesday, talk through some things. We got a doubleheader in Detroit where in game one, the A's will be the home team. So, if you're tuning in at 1 o'clock Eastern time to the Tigers and the A's from Detroit, and you see the Tigers leading off the top of the first inning, it's okay. This was planned. This is what's happening. It's a makeup game. Um, and so it's that's what's happening here. The Tigers will be the road team in Detroit for game number one. And then in game number two, the Tigers are back to being the home team. So Detroit minus 115 is the line here. Tariq Skubal against Frankie Montas, and we talked about this game a little bit earlier with uh, Greg Peterson. The A's offense has just been non-existent. Uh, This is a team that just snapped a nine-game losing streak. So maybe they're feeling good about themselves after snapping a losing streak, although we thought the same thing about the Mariners, who snapped their long losing streak only to lose again to the Philadelphia Phillies. But look at the run output here during the past several games. Two runs in the win against the Tigers here on Monday. Three runs against the Twins. Zero runs against the Twins. One run against the Twins. Zero against the Rays. Yeah, they had seven against the Rays uh, in that um, wild game that went 10 innings in which um, the A's did score two in the bottom, they scored five runs in the first inning. So they, that was a great uh, start for them. They had uh, the, the Smith home run 
which was a grand slam in the bottom of the first inning, and then they scored two in the bottom of the tenth. So really, if they don't go ten innings and you don't get one swing of the bat to score four runs, that offense only scores one run that game. So you just look at the A's now, and and yes, the total is low at six and a half. But maybe I just can't back them to score. And certainly not against Tariq Skubal, who, yes, he had a rough outing against Minnesota, but this dude's been been good. So has Montas. I, I'd probably go Tigers here to bounce back and, and get a win after losing this one um, to the A's. But the Tigers are streaking as well. They have lost, what, one, two, three, four, five, six straight. They have lost now. So Tigers are going in the wrong direction. So two struggling teams. Total is so low at six and a half. Like if it was seven and a half, it's an auto under for me. But six and a half is just so, so low. Uh, No line out on game two for that game. Uh, Dodgers, Pirates, you got Tony Gonsolin, Bryce Wilson, and it's got to be Dodgers on the run line for me. Dodgers 19 and 8 on the season. All 19 wins for the Dodgers have covered the one and a half run line. And I don't see them losing back to back games to the Pirates. I thought that maybe Monday was the, uh, in hindsight, it was the right spot to back Pittsburgh with uh, the Dodgers coming off of Sunday night baseball and having to travel. So it was a good situational spot for the Pirates. Now, Dodgers settled in, look for them to score, and score a bunch. This offense uh, has been producing. And with them on the road and a heavy favorite, yeah, I like them to cover the one-and-a-half run line. Same thing with the Brewers. You know, the Reds now break up the Reds. They've won three of their last four, but this pitching matchup now is not good. Uh, Hunter Green is... Off to a horrific start this season. He is, um, right now, if I look at some of his expected numbers, because in his last start, you want to know how brutal it was? He gave up eight runs on nine hits, five home runs allowed to this same Milwaukee Brewers team. And I just don't see there being a an all of a sudden a turnaround here facing off against the same lineup when they all know what to expect. This season he has, uh, let's see, his quality of contact plus strikeouts plus walks, which is his XWOBA, is at a 412, which is just terrible. Um, Let's take a look at his hard hit stuff because uh, it's going to be a lot because of how many (laughs) home runs he gives up. Listen, the guy's a hard thrower, and when you throw that hard, you're going to get hit hard. Yep, his hard hit percentage is 50%. His barrel rate, 10.7% is insane. Looking at the worst in the league right now, let's see. Exit velo and barrel rate. The worst in the league is Hunter Green. Second worst, my dude, Yoan Adon. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, Brewers minus a one and a half. There's no other way to play this game. I mean, well, you can play the over because I think that's the play. I think it's Brewers minus one and a half and over eight. Brewers might get eight by themselves. And the Reds have just been playing a ton of overs. A ton of overs. Uh, Mets take on the Nationals, and there's no line out on that just yet. Tyler McGill against Patrick Corbin. Blue Jays against the Yankees. Luis Severino's off to a nice start against Yusei Kikuchi with uh, the Yankees minus 170. Now, Kikuchi just pitched against the Yankees his last time out, and he looked great. Six innings of one-run ball. He struck out seven. So the Yankees get their second look here at Kikuchi in a short period of time. And uh, Severino threw five shutout innings against Toronto earlier this season where he struck out six. So you got Yankees, Blue Jays, total is seven, which you would think is just way too low between the Yankees and the Blue Jays in a pretty good hitter ballpark like Yankee Stadium with that short porch in right field. So this one is one that I am a little bit hmm, iffy about, but might take a look at the over seven in that Yankees-Blue Jays game. Uh, That could be one to certainly target. Uh, Braves against the Red Sox. Atlanta minus 135 at home. Kyle Wright against Garrett Whitlock. Uh, Whitlock has been good this season. Five innings his last time out. Just allowed two runs in the game against the Angels. Uh, Three innings allowed one run against the Blue Jays. Four shutout against Tampa. Um, Don't know how deep he's going to go into the game. Probably only going to go three, four innings. Kyle Wright, meanwhile, is the new ace of this Atlanta pitching staff. And he had a rough outing against the Mets his last time out. Besides that, he really is off to a nice start this season. Just taking a look at uh, Kyle Wright. See, I want to see some advanced numbers here on Kyle Wright. And where is he at? 34.2% hard hit percentage. So good numbers there. Barrel is only 3.3. That's a low number. Uh, Let's look at his expected numbers here. Let's see if we can get some good things here on Kyle Wright. Wright is at, yeah, 272 XWOBA, uh, 211 expected batting average, which is kind of similar to what he's at already. Um, Yeah, uh, it's it's hard not to like Kyle Wright, and it's hard not to like the Braves here. They seem like the right side. So priced only minus 135, but they, they got the pitching advantage here with Kyle Wright on the hill against the Red Sox. Uh, Continue to go through the rest of this baseball board, plus finalize the picks in the NBA and the NHL as the playoffs continue. We have pivotal games on the ice, game fives with series even at two games apiece, and pivotal game fives in the NBA as well. So it is going to be a night of swings. It is, we'll call it the swing night here in playoff action. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets, Jonathan Von Tobel will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Pretty sure I've settled in on two plays, maybe three, for tomorrow's baseball slate. Probably going to be on the Dodgers, minus a run and a half, uh, going up against the uh, Pirates. Most likely going to be on the Brewers, minus a run and a half against the Reds. Probably on the Brewers, over eight as well, against the Reds couple of ones I'm questioning here as we move down this slate. The Braves are one that uh, I could be on here against the Red Sox. I like the pitching matchup there. Uh, Astros take on the Twins, and it's Joe Ryan against Justin Verlander. Um, These two guys have been very good to start the season. Justin Verlander is off to a really, really good start, not giving up a ton of runs at all. And Joe Ryan, what a revelation this kid has been for the Minnesota Twins, huh? As uh, this this dude's been an absolute stud. Uh, right now, you have Houston as minus 140 favorites. Looking at the Astros and looking at Verlander this season, um, there's no surprise. His number At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Are, are absolutely incredible. But jo- Joe Ryan, don't sleep on this kid. Joe Ryan's put together a great season. His numbers are just as good. And this total, again, six and a half is so low. Ugh, it really is. And it's it's a game where, yeah, like you want to go under because of these two pitchers, or at least an under in the first five, but... If the first five total is going to be three, how do you go under that? How do you go under six and a half for a game? It's incredibly low. 
So I don't know which way. I might take a maybe take a chance as with the Twins at, at plus money here. Maybe you get a a Buxton home run or something, and um, you know, see see if you can make some some magic happen. Um, you look at this team, this Twins team. Um, let's see, is let's see with the uh, let's look at Byron Buxton here. Likely to avoid the IL, so that's good. So maybe he's in the lineup for this game. If he's not in the lineup, well, I don't know if I can bet it, but because he's been that tremendous of a player. Um, There's an article that says, um, it's the New York Times, Byron Buxton is the best player in the world. This is an article written by Tyler Kepner. Came out on, I guess it was Sunday's New York Times. And he talks about, you know, Byron Buxton and what he's done uh, in his career and what he did over the weekend, right? And Carlos Correa, quote, he's the best player in the world, no doubt about it. Uh, Speaking about talent, he's the best. He's got to stay on the field and show it, but I know it. Talent, when I see it, playing in the same division with Mike Trout, playing with great players on the Astros, nobody has more talent than him. Nobody hits the ball farther. Nobody plays better defense, nobody throws harder, nobody runs faster. So when you talk about talent and you talk about tools, this is the most gifted out of all of them. And it's crazy. If you Byron Buxton in the last two seasons, if you look at weighted runs created, WRC+, plus, he is third to only Mike Trout and Juan Soto. It's crazy. And then I gave you the, the, the Jeff Passan tweet right here. This is, well, this is from the article here as well. When Buxton plays since 2019, the twin, this is through last Friday, the twins 96 and 110 without him, 130 and 75 with him. That's a 634 winning percentage. Better than the best team in Twins history. Um, it's crazy. It is. It's amazing what he brings to the table. So with him um, and without him, two different teams. So you always got to keep an eye on that. If he's in the lineup, Twins you can back. If he's out of the lineup, Twins maybe not. And Buxton an 11-1 right now to win the American League most Valuable player. Uh, Orioles take on the Cardinals. Uh, No pitcher announced for the Cardinals yet, so hard to handicap that. Brad Keller goes against Martin Perez for the Rangers and the Royals in Texas. Total of eight. Do I want to fade Brad Keller? That's the question. Because he looked good in his last start against St. Louis. In fact, he's off to a really nice start this season. Total of eight. Rangers certainly have the offense. Perez certainly uh, can give up some runs, although he looked great against Philly his last time out. This total is at eight. If it gets lower, I might consider it over, Um, but no real feel on this. Texas minus 135 at home. White Sox minus 185 at home against the Guardians. And 
I could get talked into getting Cleveland at plus money. I just think that when you lose a game like like the White Sox did here on Monday, that's got to affect you mentally. And for those guys in the bullpen, when you come now you're now you're coming into a game or you're you're coming into a series and in the back of your mind it's what happened on Monday. Even if it didn't happen to you, it's what happened to your fellow bullpen mates. And that's got to be, it's got to mess with you. It's got to mess with your head a little bit. I don't know if I'd be comfortable back in the White Sox. It is Lucas Giolito um, against Cal Quantrill. I don't, I, I don't know if I can back, especially not at that minus 185 price, back the White Sox. Rays and Angels, Corey Kluber against Reed Detmers, Tampa Bay minus 115. Tampa has lost two straight now after uh, rolling off uh, a bunch of wins in a row. What was it, three, six wins in a row? They lose to the Mariners, then they lose to the Angels. Shohei Otani hit um, two home runs. Uh, Mike Trout homered, so it was just a big game from the Angels. Noah Syndergaard pitched well. Uh, Angels first five, one of our plays, we won that. Um, backing Syndergaard here. Kind of feel like this is a spot to back Corey Kluber now and the Rays. Um, You know, the one reason why I really like the Angels in this game is because the Rays used a lot of their bullpen arms in that series in Seattle. And so I was curious to see how many guys would pitch here in this game for them. They used Beaks for two innings. And uh, they use, they only use three three relievers after Springs, so I think you got some rest now for some of the other arms out of the bullpen. Maybe the Rays are the right side here, uh, going up against Detmers. Although there's a lot of people who are very high on Reed Detmers. Cubs take on the Padres. Wade Miley, Mike Clevenger, um, San Diego minus one sixty total of seven and a half. Marlins against the Diamondbacks, Jesus Lazardo against Madison Bumgarner, and Miami's minus 140. Um, these two teams are like under teams, and especially the Diamondbacks at home are an under team. Uh, Miami just won, or Diamondbacks just won four to three here on Monday. Uh, so this total is at eight. Could be intrigued to the under. Aaron Nola, Robbie Ray, Philadelphia minus 125 in Seattle. Total of seven. I think both these pitchers could give up some runs. And then Antonio Santatella against Alex Wood. San Francisco minus 190 over the Rockies. Total of seven. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Matt Humans, our very own senior editor at VEASAN.com, Point Spread Weekly, and, of course, host of The Edge here will join the program. Tim Kirchin from ESPN will join the program at 8 a.m., the great baseball uh, analyst, and Greg Wyshynski from ESPN covering hockey at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.